All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to the Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where personal trainers can learn how to grow their bootcamp and social media. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where personal trainers go to grow their bootcamp. I'm super excited this week because we have an absolute rock star from the other side of the world. We don't um, we don't get many people from the UK on this podcast, so I only get them from the UK if they're top of the range. So that's why I've brought this person on board. A little bit of background. He's a personal trainer. Before he was a personal trainer, he was doing corporate sales. And since getting into the fitness industry, his specialty is sales. And he sold everything from free stuff to five-pound stuff to 10-pound stuff, up to products worth between 1,800 pounds to 3,200 pounds. So there's a fair bit of income going on there. And just a bit of background about how I found this person. There's a Facebook group, UK PTs. I don't know how I got in that group. I'm not from the UK, but I'm a PT. So I'm in there and I keep an eye on what goes on. And I just made a post in there. I was like, hey, you know, I'm looking for the best sales fitness, best fitness salesperson in the UK. Anyone got any ideas? And this person got tagged numerous times, so I had to get him on the show. So anyways, without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Mr. Brett Collier. Brett, how are you? <laughs> I'm very good. Thank you, brother. How are you doing? Yes, I am awesome. And I want to thank you very much for your time. I know you're very busy. I believe you just finished a personal training session then and you're straight into this podcast. What I'd like yeah, to... Yeah, well, actually, I finished my session and I had my breakfast first, so I had to eat. <laughs> oh, yes. Good idea. Good idea. Well, hey, Brett, I like to start all these podcasts off with a little bit of background about yourself because my listeners... If they're from the UK, maybe they don't know you. Maybe they don't know where you've come from. They don't know what your specialty is. So I'm happy for you to take as long as you like, go as slow as you like, start whenever you want to start and let us know. Where, how did you get to where you are today? Who are you? Yeah, sure. Thanks, John. I mean, um, first of all, it's great to be chatting to you guys. I think it's so important in the industry in general that as professionals, we share information with each other. And uh, I mean, I've been fairly fortunate because where I am in the UK, we're about an hour outside of London, you know, it's a relatively quiet suburb, but it's, it's a growing town, you know, and we've got a massive influx of personal trainers in this area. And they've, you know, we're getting guys coming through now. I think, I think personal training, you know, in yesteryear, if we kind of go back 10 years, maybe 15, 20 years, it was something that I would say possibly there was an older generation of, of people that were personal trainers. Um, maybe it was something that people moved into as a second career, or maybe it was something that people had done if they'd maybe come from a sports background, maybe at high school or something like that. But I think in the last few years, we've just seen an explosion. We have in the UK anyway, and I'm pretty sure it's been felt worldwide, of, of people getting into the fitness industry. I think it's a, it's a progression of the Instagram generation, and I think we're just seeing more and more people. And the thing that's really refreshing at the moment that I've found is unlike other industries that I've worked in that have been sales-focused, it's a relatively well-supported industry. And in that if you come into this industry as a fresher, you're coming new, and you go and speak to somebody who's been in the industry five years, 10 years, 15 years, it's very rare that you'll get told to, to do one, mind your own business and work it out for yourself. You know, more often than not, I meet people, especially guys that have been in the industry longer than me. I'm eight, I'm eight years in now, so I'm not that well experienced, but I'm, I'm, I'm experienced enough. And everyone I speak to is always like, oh, have you tried this? Oh, have you tried this? Like, this worked really well for me. Give it a go. And I'm talking about people not that, you know, that are abroad as far as, as you guys are, but 
in the UK and even like people like next door. You know, <laughs> I mean, when I set up my first studio, there was a guy that had been in the industry maybe about five years younger, uh, five years longer than me at the time. He was about 10 years in at the time. And he sort of said, uh, look, Brett, try this out. See how this goes for you, you know, and do this and try that. And he was literally located like 200 meters from where my studio was. He was a really great guy and we'll still speak now. And he sends me referrals, I've pinged stuff back to him. And that is, I think, the, the crux of this industry is that the, the mindset behind being the best you you can be. And when you're in a training session and you're doing work in the gym, you're not competing against the guy or girl next to you that can squat 10 kilos more. It's about what you can do. And I think, I hope anyway, that a lot of fitness professionals in this, in this industry recognize this isn't about being the best, the big one I am. I'm everything. It's all about me. You know, you're only as good as your last client. You're only as good as your last PT session. And so doing this is great because it means um, I can spread information that I learn outside of this industry. You know, and there are a lot of people that come into this industry after doing something else. And uh, I don't know the backgrounds of every PT, but I know that a lot of people come into here after doing like low level jobs that didn't really pay off and they were looking for something better. Or some people that were looking for a career change like myself and start off doing something good, earning good money and just wanting to change for, for lifestyle reasons. So um, that's, that's the first thing I just wanted to say is it's great to speak to you in, in, this, in this sort of format, but to share information because I think it's so important. Yes. So I love that attitude there, Brett. And if I, I, I love that so much, I'm so happy you're on because of that. And even if that's a good takeaway there, so listeners listening to this, even if you just stop listening to the podcast there and you're like, you know what, I'm going to start sharing information too, because I feel the more you share, the more you get back and it's win-win. And really as trainers, we're all slightly different anyway, right? And I don't look at um, the trainer next door as competition. I look at them as my ally great. How can we help people together? Hey, this client may be a better, bit better suited to you. There you go. Hey, this client might be a better, bit, better bit suited to me. Here I go. So I love that attitude there. So thank you for sharing, Brett. No, that's all right. I think like you say, it's, it's something that you do. It's nice to think of people as you're out. I mean, obviously you've got to be competitive when it comes to business. You know, I'm not going to be going around telling everyone I've done this great new thing and it works really well. Why don't you try it? You know, I'm not going to be releasing all my new stuff. But giving people general advice and helping them grow as, as individuals is key. And um, I mean, there are obviously things that I do that I don't tell everyone, but I'm going to give you some information today about sales, um, specifically about objection handling. I, I'm not going to lie. This is not like, you know, stuff that I've found that I've built myself. And it, it's, you know, Brett's book of sales. This is stuff that when I was in recruitment, you know, we got taught. This is stuff you learned in the first couple of months. It was, it was bread and butter stuff. And the reason why... I feel that I've had benefits and people do talk, talk to me about as, as a good salesperson is a, because I came from that background and it wasn't so much that I learned a lot or I read a lot, but it's that every day I was reactionary in certain situations. I didn't have to sit there with my script and go, Oh crap, what do I do now? I have to, well, hang on a minute. What is the reason you're into fitness? Like it's, <laughs> it's not like that when you're in that job and you're in that environment, especially if you go to client sites, you're sitting there and you've got like three managers in front of you and you have to explain why your company is the company they should be using, especially if maybe they used a consultant from there before and they didn't get on with them. You, you're kind of at a lower level. You've got to build that rapport back up again. And I think the sales process and objection handling and, and things like that, if, if, you, if you take that as an isolated focus, you're going to fail because the sales process doesn't start and stop when you walk in front of that person. It doesn't start and stop when you start having a conversation. The sales process starts from the minute you consider how you're going to sell your product. It starts from the moment you conceptualize what products you're selling and how you're selling them. And actually, it comes down on a deeper, more philosophical level as to what kind of person you are, what kind of trainer you are. 
you know, and if, if you've talked about the sales that I did in the past and I gave away free stuff and I've sold programs nearly, you know, worth over 4,000 and 5,000 uh, Aussie dollars. And, you know, I didn't do that to be the big I am, though I kind of did. And the reality was that I didn't feel right at that time selling programs of that side yeah. because it was slightly manipulative and it, you know, it wasn't necessarily always done with the best interest of the client. And I think if you want to be a good salesman, you have to be customer focused. You have to, mm. you have to be customer led. Um, you know, and at the same time, yeah, you know, the things I've said so far about sharing information with other people and, uh, you know, trying to put your customers first, it can sound a bit kumbaya, you know, I'm, I'm not running a charity at the end of the day, I'm trying to make money. But that's what sales is about. But the point is, you can't fake it, you can't go out there and try and be the wolf of Wall Street, you know, you can't get everyone to buy your pen. And it's, it's more complicated than that, you've got to be genuine, you've got to listen, but there is, there is a strategy to it, you know, you can be clever about it. And that's hopefully what I'm going to talk to you guys about today in a bit more detail. <clears throat> yes, I'm excited. Well, hey, where would you like to start there, Brett? Can we go straight to the objections or do we need a bit of um, to talk about the sales process first before we get there? What would be your opinion? Yeah, I'll talk a little bit about the sales process and objection handling will, will kind of follow on. So uh, just to give you a bit of background, like I said, I mean, I've been at the PT now for eight years. I started off in recruitment and I worked in London and I worked... Um, right in the heart of London. It wasn't on the financial district side. I was, I was more kind of in central and I was just in the, not far from the West End near Covent Garden, right on the, the North Bank of the Thames. And I was literally, you know, five minute walk away. And being in that location, you get caught up in the hustle and bustle of London. I mean, it's a metropolitan city. It's an international city. There's always people from different countries, different nationalities. And what it does is you see a wide range of people in that kind of environment. And, and the recruitment that I did was predominantly, it started off being as IT, which was, uh, you know, rather advantageous for me because I had no clue about IT, you know, I wasn't an IT expert. So if you're sitting there trying to sell candidates, so, oh yeah, he's a stat first line, third line integrated network engineer with, you know, up and coming, blah, 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 blah. And I didn't have a clue what I was saying, you know, you had to, you had to learn quite quick. And in that environment, you can't really kind of blag to techie guys. Mm. You know, there's only so many times that they can say, turn it off and turn it back on again, but, you know, <laughs> before you start doubting what they're saying. So in, real, in realistic terms, I had to actually go and learn like what an, an SAN engineer was, you know, what a webmaster was, and, you know, what these different systems were and, you know, what third line was and second line support, you know, integrated support and remote working and all this kind of stuff. You know, coming out of university and having a background in a really useful degree, such as philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we're talking, we're talking, you know, big money in, in philosophy. You've got two options in philosophy, and that's to write a book and to teach. And the only thing you can write and book teachers in, <laughs> write books and teach in is philosophy. Yeah, it. so, yeah it's, it's, it's not like an opening, you know, into an explosive career. So I left university and was like, man, I want to earn money, and that's all I want to do. And I was, I was fairly successful in recruitment. I started off, um, you know, as a consultant. I became an ex executive consultant. I was looking at going into management, and I just, I just got disillusioned with the whole environment. And, uh, but I mean, before I left, I was, I was on like 50 K, which wasn't like a ridiculous salary. It's not like, you know, you know, you've made it kind of thing, but it's a good, it's a nice turnover. You're turning yeah. over several thousand a month, but my outgoings were matching that. And I think that that kind of matched why I left the industry. But like I say, the crossover allowed me to learn a lot about sales. And, and what it did was it allowed me to look at like a base level for sales when I first start working with people. And I think in the fitness industry, like I've already said, you have to think about your offering you have to think about what kind of personal training you are and you have to think about your products. And you have to believe in your products. Now, if you've got a product out there that's a great earner for you, but people don't want or need, you're fighting an uphill battle. It's not going to work. I mean, I can design a product that's fantastic, you know, looks great for me, you know, does really well for me. I can look at online sales and I can think, this is great. 
because I can look at my, I can look after my kids, I can spend time with my wife, I can go on holiday, I can travel around the world. But if people don't bloody want it, they're not going to buy it. It doesn't matter how good a salesman you are. So you've got to start with something that you think is actually going to be wanted and needed by people. It's got to solve a problem, first and foremost. So I think that's the first thing when we look at the sales process. You've got to look at like, what are you actually selling? What are you specializing in? Now, I was always told when I first started off, is like, find your niche. And I was like, oh, your niche or whatever. I was like, where's this bloody niche going? You know, I was going to find it somewhere. Where I put it somewhere. But, you know, when I first got into it, I was like, well, I don't want a niche. I don't want a niche. You know, I want to find as many freaking people as I can find and sell to all of them. I need all their money. I don't, I don't care what color your money is. I want it. You know? So I didn't really care when I first got into it. And I think that's key when you first start off. You go into the industry and you find these things. But as I said, as I went along, I started to target my audience more. I started to recognize what kind of people I was attracting. Not just who I wanted, but who was actually coming to me. And through that process, got to understand a little bit more about that person. And simple nuances, like how people talk, how people communicate with each other, you know, how people, how people sort of, you know, share information and that kind of thing. It's silly things. I mean, when we first jumped on the call, I said, hey, brother, how you doing? And I always use that term when I speak to people internationally in the fitness industry. I don't know why I do. It's just like, a, it's like an American Aussie thing. I tend to speak to people from the US and Australia. And every time, hey, brother, how you doing? Hey, brother, how you doing? Hey, brother. And I've got my friend in Indonesia who I, you know, I, I spend a lot of time with. I'm like, hey, brother, how you doing? In the UK, I would never say that to a client walking there, like, hey, brother, nice to meet you. You just wouldn't say it, but you adapt and you, you work with what you've got, and it's not being two-faced. It's just presenting the best facet of yourself to, to your customers and that kind of thing. So the sales and objection-coming process starts a lot earlier than when you're stuck in the meeting and you've got people saying, yeah, but I just don't think I've got the money. Yeah, but I just don't think I've got the time. You know, if you're not attracting the right people in, like I say, you're fighting an uphill battle. But... um yeah, I mean, I'm happy to look, sort of look more specifically uh, in terms of in, in terms of the sales process now. If you think that's that's what we can do, yeah, we'll give a bit of a, a summary there just so our listeners know where we're at. And I love this because yep. this is still objections. Like as Brett said, objections isn't like, oh, I don't have the money. Okay, let me pull out the Benjamin Franklin clothes and see what it goes <laughs> from there. It starts a lot earlier. So the two biggest takeaways I've got from Brett there is you need a program that you believe in and that is going to help someone. If you don't have that, it's an uphill battle. If it's a bad program that you don't believe in, you're not going to be able to sell it. Or if it's something that nobody wants, you can be the, you can be the best closer in the world. It's an uphill battle. So that's step number one. Step number two, we touched on niching, but it's not even so much niching. It's just, okay, if I can connect, if I know who that idea, who that my potential client is and I can connect with them. I know what words they use. I know what they're thinking. I know what they want. I know what they don't want. It's just a lot easier to have that conversation. And one of my favorite sales, one of my favorite quotes when it comes to sales is if you need to close super hard at the end, you haven't done a good enough job at the beginning. So I love how yep. we're, we're starting there. So cool. We've got those two things down packed. Now let's say we start the sales, maybe call. Would it be a good uh, would that be the next logical step? We've got a program that we believe in. We've got, we know it's wanted. We know the sort of people that are going to go into it is the next step. Okay. Now people are inquiring. What do we say when we speak to them? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, with that process and understanding where this fits in, I think the, the key thing that I was looking at is consider your sales funnel. And I think a lot of online PTs really obsess about their sales funnel. They're like, I've got to get this perfect transition from this to this to this. And I'm building the level 
And it doesn't work like that. You know, people are busy. Maybe they're sitting on the train to lose signal. And the reality is you've got to have a good product. Doesn't matter how good your funnel is and how much free stuff you offer them. If you've got something or you're offering something they want, they're going to follow the steps that you give them. Now, I'm a simplicity guy. Life is freaking complicated enough, you know, <laughs> to keep things simple. So when it comes to the sales process, I like to keep things straightforward. And the bottom line is, for me, I like to pick my battle arena. I like to pick, okay, where is the show happening? Where am I presenting myself? Where, where was the disco lights? You know, where's the noise? Where am I going to find myself in this interaction where I know I could, that I can dominate? And for me, the phone is not it. I, I do like the speaking to people on the phone. In my industry, when I got into recruitment, it was just nailing the phones all the time. And it, it's fine, but it's, it, it's, it's separated from the person you're with. You, know, you, you don't get that body language thing. You don't get to see visualization. And if you're talking to someone, a key thing that you'll get is you'll be talking to them and you'll say, you know, talking about the process and they're saying, yeah, do it again. And you'll say something and go, what? And they might, they might not make the noise. They might just be like, what's that? If you're on the phone, you don't get that. You know, you might get pauses where they're like, you know, looking at the phone, but you're not going to know that. And so for me, you've got to take all that information you can at once. And if you're on the phone, you're only going to get a small part of it. So my first, my first thing is pick your arena pick the stage that you're going to do this sales process on because you are selling yourself primarily you know as a pt if you're selling a product you can pick up the phone and tell people how great the product is or whatever but if you're selling personal training you're really selling yourself and you've got to get in front of that person now with that in mind i do appreciate that this is going to restrict for example online sales processes but to be fair i'm not an online coach it's not something that i specialize in i'm a face-to-face -face guy so for that reason i think this is primarily going to speak to people that predominantly do meet people face-to-face -face and can sell face-to-face. -face. Having said that, the same thing can be done over video sales. No reason why you can't do the same thing. It's, it's very similar. Um, but I am happy to talk about, about, about telephone sales. Um, so looking at that process first, let's assume you've got a good product. Let's assume you've got a process that works for you. And part of that process is to speak over the phone. Or maybe even in this kind of environment, we'll be speaking over, over Skype or, or Zoom or, or over video. The first thing I would be doing is, is, is the, the, the major part of the sales process is the same no matter where you are and it's it, it doesn't matter how early it starts and, it, and it's this it's, you've got to information gather mm. i mean this is the first thing you've got to do you've got to start asking questions you've got to start listening to answers paraphrasing what people are saying and make sure you actually understand what they're saying it's like if you're if you know if you're, if you're single or even if you're not if you're chatting up girls or chatting up guys Ask a question and listen to what they're saying. Don't just, like I say the scene in Hitch, you know, where Wilson is telling the guy oh, how yes. to be smooth and stuff. And he's like, don't just be staring at their mouth, you know, <laughs> listen to what they're saying. Understand it and feed it back to them. He said, let me get this straight. You're looking to blah, 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 blah. And get that clear and simplify these things. You know, it's, it's, it's a translation process. You're trying to get what's in their head to what you want to try and get them to do. And that's a key part of the process. And this, I would say, it's probably one of the first um, parts of the process that is key. And so many people miss it, cut it short, or get nervous while they're going through the process and, and don't spend enough time info gathering. I mean, if you take anything from this podcast, the first thing I would say is if you're in a sales environment, info gather, info gather, info gather, and info gather. The more information you get, the better knowledge is power. And the more you take, the better situation you're going to find yourself in later on in the process. It, you're setting yourself up to fail if you just start telling. You know, you don't want to be telling and selling before you've got that information. 
Correct. Love that. I, I want to add, but I just, you've nailed it on the head. You've perfected it. And I just agree a hundred percent. So if you listen to this info gather, it's going to make the rest of it. And it'll probably make more sense as we go through to the rest of the program. But even just off the top of my head now, I'm guessing the next step from there may be telling about your program. But if you want to tell about your program, you got to make sure you know what they want to make sure it's a fit or you might explain it slightly differently, right? There may be certain features that you really want to mention a bit more if someone said one thing or certain features that you may not even need to mention about your program if someone's not interested. And then if we go back to the objections as well, well, hey, you can only really handle an objection if you know what that person wants. So I, I love that there. But so let's move on to the next step. Now we've, we've gathered our info. What's the next step from there? Then do we start telling about our program i wouldn't at that stage no and okay. i think i also want to return to my first point i made which is that again you've got to make sure you're in the right arena for this to mm. work now I'm, I'm a face-to-face guy i, I have been and I, I suit that environment better or even video video is fine but in that kind of environment the info gathering step is, is key and that's got to be you've got to give that it's due i mean that takes a big chunk of this process out i mean i would i would spend at least a third maybe even half the period of time if you're in your arena you know, to, yeah. to, to gather. Now, what I will say is that let's say we're talking about speaking over the phone first. That may not be your chosen arena. Maybe on the phone, mm-hmm. chatting to the person. I would be quite keen to gather basic information and then channel them towards the arena that I want to sell them in. And generally, that's going to be face to face. So let's say you're emailing back and forth. We can even take it back a step. Let's say you've got a text message or an inquiry comes through. Um, hey, are you free to chat? No. Okay, fine. When's a good time for you? Closing things down, trying to get that specific moment and, and pick that initial stage to get that chat done. I wouldn't start saying, oh, I've got a great product. No, no, nothing like that. Get to the arena that works for you, either over the phone or otherwise. My sales process is always, I get an inquiry come through. I reply, hey, when's a good time to catch up? Speak over the phone. That's the next stage of the process. It's got to be preset so they're coming into something. It's not like, oh, what should we do next? Do you fancy speaking over the phone? Do you fancy this? No, no, no. I've got a process. You're coming into my process. This is what we do next. Take control. Let them know. And it's, it's not a dominance thing. You're guiding them. They're coming to you and they don't know. It's not their business. It's your business. So you've yeah. got to make sure they know what they're coming into. So be clear about what you're doing. Explain the process early on and say, look, with the info gathering process, whatever, get them and to understand what the process is. So... Um, you know, initial query comes through. Great to hear from you. Yeah, I can definitely help with regards to X, Y, and Z. The next step from here is to speak over the phone. When's a good time? Done. Once you get that, you're obviously on the phone. You've info gathered. You know what they're looking for. Okay, great. What I'd love to do is invite you to a face-to-face consultation. You know, it's this, it's that, it's the other. Don't sell it too much. If they want to come, they will. If they don't, they're not the right candidate anyway. Bring them in. And then, and then you can be in your zone. And, and from that environment, I would say that this is the next step. So to be clear, let's get in the right arena first. I mean, to be honest, I could spend a whole another podcast just talking about that process. But if we just focus on the objection handling, we, we get them to that stage. They're sitting in front of you. And now you've info gathered and you've gone through that first stage. You've set the scene and now you're in the ebbs and flows. A lot of people will say, okay, great. So this is my program and this is how much it costs. It's like, no, 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 no. You are still in the process where you've not offered them anything. You, you are still a stranger to them because all they've done is talk. You know, you could be a therapist. <laughs> You're just sitting there listening to them talking. And info gathering is key, but that's only the first stage. The next step is you've got to build rapport with that person. You've got to meet them on that level. You've got to find out 
And you now have got like a recipe for what makes them tick. You've got keywords, key phrases, key emotions. Because you've info gathered, you are now in their head and you're walking around, but you're a stranger in their head. You know what I'm saying? You're there and you understand it, but they don't trust you. They're like saying, look, I've just been vulnerable to you. I've just told you my weaknesses. I've told you how I feel and, and what is, is in making me feel upset or vulnerable. I mean, this person could have been a person that wakes up in the morning and is in tears for 10 minutes looking in the mirror, you know, and you, they, I've had people break down in the info gathering stage, not because I'm, you know, that aggressive, but because, you know, the process themselves, the process is a very heartfelt thing. You know, if you've got a woman or even a guy that's overweight and they've affected relationships and God knows what else. So it's, it's very clear that, you know, that process, they are vulnerable. They are feeling exposed and you may underestimate this stuff, but this is what makes the difference between a close an easy close and the Wolf of Wall Street sale with this pen scene at the end where you've got to suddenly do this big illusion of grandeur, which is not how it works. So you've got to build rapport. You've got to be their friend. You want to be clear about, you know, what you're doing and why you're there, but you know, you've got to get on their level. You know, they've just come out and said, you know, I'm really upset about my weight. I had an eating disorder. I tried to kill myself. I've suffered with depression. And you're like, great. My product's worth 500 pounds, you know, it's like, no, 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 no. Build rapport, empathize with what they've said, talk to them, have a conversation. You know, I, I remember speaking, uh, I was, when I was in recruitment, I had a guy on the phone and he just, um, he was speaking to a candidate and he was like, blah, 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 blah. We've got this job. It's great. You'll love it. Are you available? And he said, look, I am available. But I'm going to lie. My father's just died. You know, we've got to go to the funeral, I've got to travel. And he was like, okay, well, I've got another job if you're interested. And it's like, no, what are you doing? Mm. Console the guy, his father's just died. What's the matter with you? And he wasn't listening. He was heading the sales process. Okay, what's the next step? And it's like, no, 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 you've got to talk to these people. They're your clients, you know? So build that rapport, you know, the human being. Scripts are great, you know, leading off the script, but you've got to be able to be able to flow with this stuff quickly. And building rapport is key. And, Building rapport is very difficult to teach. You know, you've got to put yourself in an environment where suddenly you're not a PT. You're in a bar, you're chatting to someone. Hey, mate, how you doing? Yeah, not too bad. And the way I try and do it is I try and put myself in a position where I'm not overly concerned about the outcome at that stage. I'm not overly concerned about trying to steer where we're going. I take the hands off the wheel. You know, I let the car coast for a bit. I just see where we end up. And that process puts the customer at ease. You know, if you go straight to right, boom, and you start flying through this stuff, they're going to be like, whoa, where's it come? Where? I'm, where? They've just put themselves forward. You've got to calm them down again. You've got to look, okay, I understand that. Let's look at this in a bit more detail. Okay, so let me get this straight, blah, 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 blah. And that process is about qualifying what they've said. It's checking what they say. And I would say put small emotional cues in there as well. Mm. Wow, that must have been really difficult at that stage. Oh, my goodness, I can't believe you did that. Yeah, I did the Cambridge weight plan as well. I didn't think it worked. And yeah, Atkins did a tough time. And yeah, keto, I was so exhausted when I did that. Yeah, of course. Whatever it is, and they've come back with, show that you're a human being and you're actually listening to what they're saying. Now, it sounds stupid and obvious and basic, but so many people don't do it because they're thinking about the sales process. You know, and build rapport is such a key process and it does lead on quite nicely to the next stage of, of the sales process as well, which is, which is good. Awesome. Let's see the next one there, Brett. I, I agree 100% <laughs> once again. I want to add, but you're just so good. You're nailing all the key points. So I'm just going to keep you flowing. What do we got next? My head's not going to be able to get through the door after we're done on the calls, I'll tell you. <laughs> all right. So, so the next stage from there is you're building rapport with people and you've got a conversation going. You know, that's the end result you're trying to get to at the end of this stage is you don't want to be there making notes. and like, yep, okay, got money. Yep, got time. Wants personal training. That's not what you want. You want to have a conversation with this person. 
And it's, it sounds, again, it's so cliche, but it works. You want to be finishing each other's sentences. You know, you want them nodding when you're talking. Like, I'm talking now, Jono's nodding. I'm like, yeah, I've got him. You know, I've, I've sold to him. Like, yeah, he's, he's like, I could say, Jono, man, what you need to do now is take your pants off. Okay, during the process, take your pants off. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. But, you know, it's, you want to be at that stage where the rapport level is so high that they're like, yeah, like, damn, this guy understands my pain. Like, oh, my God. Is he 22 stone? No, but he understands. He gets it. He's got the experience. You've built that rapport. Like, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. Now, at that stage, the worst thing you can start doing is start selling. Stop. You've built rapport. You've won. They're on your side. You've got the girl. You know, you bought her a drink. You're sitting there. You're having a chat. The next thing you wouldn't say is, right, so uh, which room we get? <laughs> you know, you... you you got to warm up the oven before you stick in the turkey, as I say in American Pie. So, you know, you preheated your oven, you've put your bird in, you know, let's season it a little bit, let's prove this process. So, the next thing after you build rapport is re-clarify their needs. Go back to their needs. You've done the information together. Re-clarify, reconfirm, and uh, what's the word? Uh, when you repeat something that someone's already said, I forget it now. Paraphrase. Hmm. Paraphrase the wording they use and adapt it slightly. So someone may come to you and say, Brett, blah, 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 blah. You know, Jono, um, I've struggled with mate my whole life. You know, I've, I've used various diets. Um, I've been up and down on the weight thing. I've, I've gained weight. I've lost weight. I've, I've used different diets. I'm looking for something different now, and I, I think this is the right thing. Okay, cool. So you, right, let me get this straight. You've looked at different diets. You've very much done the yo-yo thing up and down, and they'll nod, yep. Okay, and I understand now. You're, are you feeling disillusioned? Is that is that right? Am I right in that? Are you feeling lost? I'm not really feeling lost. I'm more frustrated. Right, so you're frustrated. I can understand that. It can be frustrating to be in that situation. So you you give cues and then you check if they're on that level. So you're coming in here and they go, are you here? And they go, no, no, I'm here. Okay, fine. So you're there. Yeah, that's right. And then you can build that rapport up. And it's a stair step process. You're finding your feet. It's like trying to cross a river with your eyes closed. You've got to kind of step. Like, are you there? No, you're not there. Okay, that's fine. Are you there then? No, I'm not there. What, you're way over there? Yeah, okay. Wow, that's a big step. Okay, let's try and get there. And it's that stair-step process of let me just check I'm getting this right. Now, what I would say in that process, and it is a lot to consider, is try not to repeat the same phrases a lot. So let me be clear. Blah, 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 blah. So let me be clear. So can I be clear on this? Because they're going to know it's a script. Mm. Again, you've got to go back to this conversational thing. You've got to make it rapport building. They're a person. And if you find yourself in this process of reconfirming and checking, reconfirming and checking, don't be afraid at some point to go, hold on a minute. Let's just recap where we are, exactly like we've done in this podcast. Let's just check we know where we are. So you were here, you're here and here, and now you're here. Is that fair to say? And, and, and get that confirmation. Again, like I say, you're looking for that process of engagement. You're looking for them to start going, yep, no, that's right. I think we're on the same page. Yep, yep, yep. And you're looking for that subconscious confirmation that they're agreeing with you, that you are now next to each other. They're here, you're here saying, is this right? We're looking at this together. Because when they first come in, you're generally going to be sitting opposite them or facing them. And it's like a wall is there. You know, when you first meet a person, it's like, you're that side, I'm this side, I'm selling, you're buying, I want your money, you're going to take my shit, or whatever. So, you know, that's, that's the thing. And you've got to get to that stage where you are side by side, like, is this right? Are we on the same page? 
building that rapport. And I think that rapport building process is something that's very difficult to teach. You've got to practice it. You've got to not be afraid to make mistakes. You don't want to be too pussyfooty about it. You don't want to be like, oh, am I right? Am I right? Oh, you know, you've got to be confident. Okay, is this right? Is this right? You've got to go through. Um, and again, like I say, avoid repeating yourself, that kind of thing. So that's, that's the next stage that I would say of the process. Love that. I'll just add a little bit to that for, for the listeners. So I agree yep. with that 100%. And the reason why Brett's saying that is if you just steamroll straight to the sale and you haven't sort of checked to see where the person is, you're not going to make that sale. But if you do little checkpoints along the way, okay, great. Have I got to motivate a little bit more? Great. Have I got to explain a little bit more? Where can I steer that? So very important. One, one um, thing that I've really found helped me build rapport is actually a book. I don't know if you've read this book, um, Brett, How to Win Friends and Influence People, Dale Carnegie. Dale Carnegie. Great book. Yes. Yes. Great so book. that literally changed the way I look at building rapport. So yeah, if Alan anyone's listening. Pease as well. Alan Pease's uh, questions are the answers. Okay, I haven't read that one, but I'll jot that down. So if you're listening to this, Alan Pease and Dale Carnegie, um, Alan Pease questions are the answer. And Carnegie, how to win friends and influence people. How to win friends and Christians, uh, how to win friends and influence people. That that book's like 100 years old. It was like like written in like the 20s. Yeah. It's proper. This stuff don't change. You know, it's based on basic psychology. I'm a huge fan of Simon Sinek and and Tony Robbins and stuff. Never so much, not so much salespeople, but psychology people you know this stuff don't change and it's ingrained in human nature and uh you know this stuff works not because it's the best sales process but because it's based on how humans interact with each other you know you meet someone you put your hand out you shake you smile you nod. that's a fairly universal thing you know i've been all around the world myself when i was younger i traveled a lot and you go to places you smile you nod it's a universal thing you know there's universal communication and this just builds on that you know it's the same thing it's no different Awesome. All right. Well, hey, we've got about five minutes from here, Brad. What do you recommend? Do we go to, should we go to objections for here? Or is there stuff we need to cover beforehand? What, what would you prefer from here? Well, yeah, let me, let me, let me ramp things up a bit. Cause I'm going into a lot of detail here. Like I said, I can talk about this stuff around. So let's get to the stage now where you've, you've gone through the process, you've built rapport. The next stage is to just reconfirm where they're at. Let me just tell this is right. Okay. And then you match them to a product. Now, the idea is they've probably already got an idea that they want a product. And what I want to be clear about this process is so far, all of these, these sales are doing now, these are all qualified leads. These are guys that are coming on board and they want to see you. They want to, the end result is they want personal training. You know, it's, it's, again, if I go back to that scene hitch, it's, it's so true, man. He's like, yeah, you're there, you've got it. Your mistake now is not to mess it up. Like they've already come to see you. You know what I'm saying? If they already phoned you up or whatever, they did the hard work. And reassure them about it. You've done all the hard work. We're just going to finish this off now. So their process for them is the bearing of who they are. That's the busy, that's the busy bit for them. They get to talk about themselves. And it, you know, it's everyone's favorite radio station, WWI FM. You know, what's in it for me? <laughs> I get to talk about myself and, and you know, that kind of thing. And that's their arena. When you get to the bit right now, it's my turn. They're already done. They're just listening now. They're alive into the journey. So don't overdwell on how amazing your product is. They're not buying the product. They're buying you. So just get to the get to the point and i like to zip through this bit quickly as like a formality i've matched them to a product say right based on everything you've told me i think the best thing you can do at the moment is look at a face-to-face program that involves you seeing me twice a week yeah now a lot of people have said to me go in really high and 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 stay at it down i don't do that i go for what they need yeah if someone says look brett i'm just looking to stay active i'm not looking to lose too much weight i train twice a week already i'm doing here i'm not going to come and go right you need to see me seven times a week for four (laughs) hours a time you're not going to do that are you because they're going to go this guy's just trying to freaking sell to me so match the need and actually do your job you know (laughs) 
if someone says, look, I just want some nutritional advice, they go, right, I'll come to my weightlifting club. You know, you're not going to do that. So actually do your job, you know, match them to what you're trying to offer to them and, and have that in the back of your mind. So that would be the next thing is match them to a product that actually works for you, uh, works for them, sorry. Once you've done that, go through the details, keep it simple, keep it short, keep it sweet, don't dwell on it. And you, and you close the deal by saying, I always give people options. Yeah, I like to give them three options. And the options are this. You can, you can go away and have a think about it, okay? Which is basically you're saying no. You're not going to tell them to say no. You're just going to give yourself an opening to say, go away and have a think about it. Have a chat to your husband, your wife, whatever. Check your bank account, ask your dog. Whatever you've got to do, go and do it. And we'll speak in 24 hours time. I'll speak to you at this time, okay? Now, the second phase I give them, I say, right, the second option is, that's one. Second option, come back. Let's book a session in because you're in the state at the moment where you think this is something I want to do, but you might not be 100% clear on what you want to commit to yet. You've got a group option, a semi-private option, an online option, whatever. You've got those options to you, but you know you want to come back. And, and that's a rapport thing. You're like, yeah, I definitely want to come back. Right. Let's book that session in. And you've agreed now that you're going to pay for that one session. Come back, see how you get on. And after that, we can decide what you're doing next. So you're giving them some thinking time, you know, because it is a big commitment for a lot of people. Or thirdly and lastly, let's just get the paperwork signed now and let's get started. I think this is right. It feels right. You know, and this, again, I go back to Simon Sinek, you know, find your why. It feels right. You know, this feels right. You've got them. You've got them in that sales process and you sign them up. Now, the reason I wanted to get to this stage so late in the process is if you've info gathered, if you've built rapport, if you match their needs, establish their needs and match them and match them to a product that works, you're not going to have any objections. They're not going to be able to say no. They're not going to be, so you don't need to object. They're not going to have objections, you know? If you're at that final stage and they said, I want to go away, I want to have a think about it, that's fine. You can follow that up with, look, is there anything other, is there any other questions you have? Is there anything else you're not sure about? They say, well, look, I'm not going to lie. I've come to a personal trainer before and he tried to get me to sign up in the first session and I just don't want to go down that route straight away. Okay, cool. Come to the first session, try it out, pay as you go, pay a deposit, you know, whatever, come and try it. And you can maybe get to the stage where you're saying, look, I'm upping that sale. But in terms of objections, if they start saying, mm, I don't think it's the right time for me at the moment, Brett. Okay, that's cool. Okay, one question there. We you know, don't... cut it. That's... <laughs> You've done your job. If they say no, they don't want it simple don't oversell it if they if i look i've heard everything you say i just don't think it's for me Th that's your job done <laughs> like they obviously don't want personal training maybe they need a therapist or maybe they need a you know a bodybuilding coach do, do, do you know what i mean if you're at that stage you've info gathered correctly you've matched them to a product and they said no okay <laughs> true cool. it's your hey, money hey i just you know, i'm gonna sit here and tell you how amazing my product is like if you don't want it okay now if you get that every time <laughs> then yeah Maybe there's a problem with your product or maybe there's a problem with your sales process. But if you're actually listening to what they say, you know, if you've chosen your product, if you've done the things we talked about, you don't get objections. You get people who want to buy and people who don't want to buy. That's it. And if they're objecting, it's because you haven't done what we've talked about today first. So where's the objection handling? There isn't objection handling because if you do your job properly, they don't object. Love that. Love that. Hey, I've got um, one question for you, Brett. Just about go, going okay, back go a step. It. So with the whole, the three options you give them, do you yeah. give those three options or do you pick one of those options and say, hey, this person. No, I, I give them. Okay. So you'll say, hey, I so there's three ways we can go. The door for them. Okay. So you, it'll be like, hey, so there's three options from here. You can either go away and have a think about it. We can book in that first session or we can get you yeah. booked in right now. Yeah. 
Yeah, because no one's going to sit there and go, I don't like you. I'm not going to work for you. I'm gone. You know, and, and storm out. That's not what they're going to do. People are polite, generally speaking. And so if they don't like what you're saying, they're saying, no, I think I'll go away and have a think about it. And you know, if you've got a person in front of you, you're struggling to build rapport, maybe they've had a bad experience, maybe they just don't like you. If they're like, and they're making all these negative noises, let's have a think about it, go and have a think about it. Yeah, see that again, I'll fine. And you get, you get rid of them because it's wasting your time. If you're at the stage where you're trying to turn them in the last little bit, you're wasting your time. They're going to be the client that says, okay, yeah. You're going to start giving deductions. I'll take 10% off for you. I'll give you a free session. I'll give you a free nutritional plan. No, they're not going to come back. They're not going to turn up. And they're going to be the client that you're sitting there at 6 a.m. on a Monday morning waiting for them. They're going to freaking be there. Yeah, they're going to be the client that wants to train at 3 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> you know? They're going to be those clients. You know the ones? Everyone's like, yeah, I know those clients. Yeah, that's great. I need to change. Are the cars, dogs, broken haircuts down? Like, no. Like, no. Just get rid of them. You've got enough time to focus on clients who actually want to be there. And the best clients are the ones that go, look, I think I need to do this for it. And they start driving the sales process. They're the ones that start closing. you like, I think I want to get started straight away. Actually, can we do two sessions a week? How about three? To do nutritional plans? I'll give you some money for that. Can I give you this? Can I give you that? Because they know that you can solve their problems, you know? And if you get to that stage, you don't need to object and handle because you've, you've done the process right. Yes, I love that. Hey, I know we're uh, finishing up here, Brett. Have you got two yeah. minutes? I've just got a, a couple quick questions I'd like to finish off yeah, with. Yeah, I saw these. I was trying to plan answers, <laughs> but I was like, I'm just going to wing it and see what they say. That's all right. I'll yeah, just throw them out there and, 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 and see how we go. One I always yeah, throw in, and this is either people either love this one or hate this one. Quote or yeah. mantra that inspires you or fires you up? There's a lot of them. I think um, it's interesting. I used to do network marketing when I was young. That's part of the reason why I also picked up sales quite well. I was doing a lot of objection handling and cold calling. And the problem there is I learned the hard way that if, you know, if you've got a product no one wants to buy, you're going to be stopped with a load of objections you know, and you just go around in circles. And that's why this process of objection handling works. I was trying to sell you know, oven cleaner that no one wants. So the key thing at that stage is there was a, there was a, there was a CD, a motivational CD. And the guy's name was Brett, and I forget his surname. But he did this thing and he, he talks about things that get him going in life and things that he gets excited by. And he gets excited by his products and he gets excited by things. But he had this saying that he used to say, the, the, the CD is called That Fires Me Up. Okay. And this CD, I watched it. I remember watching it. It was very impressionable as a teenager and I was trying to sell all these products. And he was like, you know, I like these products and that fires me up. You know, I love that and it fires me up. And I buy this oven cleaner and it cleans my oven and that fires me up. And he goes through this whole speech about how his business is actually a representation of his family and everything he means he puts passion into his business and he actually commits and he actually cares about the result of his customers and he starts talking about you know his wife and he starts getting emotional at the end of the speech it's like a good hour-long speech and at the end he's like oh my wife you know she watches me and i come home and i bring home money at the end of the week and that fires me up you know and i see my daughters and i get to send them to the best schools in the world and that fires me up you know and he starts going through this so for me that fires me up as a key thing and if you can find things in life that fire you up that like yeah come on like yeah fires you up that that is infectious man so if you can if you can be fired up i like that the oh, other thing just quickly to follow on from that is that i saw a quote recently and i like it and i use it a lot and it's forget the mistake remember the lesson oh yes. you know and that's something you beat yourself up so much sometimes when you screw up you miss a session you miss a text you miss a sale or you miss someone about whatever forget the mistake it's done it's in the past you know <laughs> it's like the lion king thing you know Akuna matata it's done you passed it now, you know, life goes on. But remember why it went wrong and don't let it happen again, you know. Forget the mistake, remember the lesson. And that's, that's a key thing. I think it's a key, uh, a key emotional focus to get to, to, to helping people. I love that. 
Love that. I've got to say, I, I, my favorite is very similar. It's I never win, I never lose. I either win or I learn, we'll learn. which is essentially yeah, the same thing there. Well, <laughs> hey, what, that <laughs> what I'd like to finish up with, Brett, you're obviously a mentor to a lot of people in the fitness or people that want to get in shape, your clients, and also now yeah. personal trainers that are going to improve their selling as well. You help them with that as well. What mm. recommendations would you have in terms of your mentors? Any books, any people you follow, any podcasts you listen to? Anything you could tell our yeah, listeners? I mean, I've, I've been fairly lucky in the sense that I've never really gone out of my way to seek, you know, uh, lots of higher learning. You know, I, I try and I try and work on the principles that most of the information we have to improve in whatever you're doing tends to be quite close to where you are. It's very reflective as well. You just think look, it's very well me going reading this book on this thing, but actually, why don't I reflect on what's happened like now here with my friends, my people, my clients, my customers, my business? So I try and I try and keep it quite close to home. You know, I try and think, oh man, that was a mistake. Where did I go wrong? It's great to go and read a book about it, but I, I like to reflect on where I am in the here and now. But if I was to give some numbers and names, I mean, the key things that I would say, I, I love Tony Robbins. I'm a massive Tony Robbins fan. Um, I'm actually just I, quick point, quick, quick point. I'm actually going to see him in date with destiny next week. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, no way. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. That's the same one from, um, I'm not your guru, isn't it? The, yes. The date yes. With destiny one. Yes. Correct. Is it yeah. a week? Yes. Is it five week, days? Yeah. Uh, Monday yeah, to Saturday, six days. Wow. Wow. Damn. You're looking forward to it. I'm oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I just Where had to rub it? that in. Uh, in, yeah, no, definitely know, rub away, man. <laughs> do you know? Uh, do you know Cairns in Australia? Yeah, yeah, I know the name. Yeah, I don't, I've yeah. not been there, obviously. But yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's uh, yeah, that's crazy, man. But that's, I mean, Tony Robbins has, has got to be one of my favourite guys. I mean, again, he focuses on psychology. He tries to see key things simple. He's real. You know, a lot of people, you know, as he, this is an interesting thing. I'm not going to go political, but he got done recently for, for talking about a uh, feminine issue he was like being aggressive mm. to a woman or something in a seminar and obviously if you know tony that's how he is and blah 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 but he had to respond and the way he responded he was like hey look you know i made a mistake you know i pushed too much you have to learn about these things and he was so humble about his mistakes i was like damn that guy's i, I want to like that guy i like liking that guy you know he's a guy like yeah um simon sinek as well he's someone that i definitely cup to oh canadian guy jordan b peterson oh now, he's yes. a little bit politically leaning you know you may not agree with his politics but Damn, that guy's got logic. You know, he's he's a he's a real master of conversation. You know, he absolutely dominates conversation. So not in an aggressive way. It's just when he talks, I can't hear people in a panel. There's like six people, and he's one of them. And I'm like, yeah, listening to it. And you're like, you listen to him talk. And I was like, you know, couldn't believe the things he was saying in a good way. You know, and you may not agree with his politics or whatever, but I really I like him. And he's got a book, Twelve Rules for Life, and uh, it's it's a great book. Great, great, great book. You'd have to agree with him. But he he's open to discussions, and I really I really admire him a lot. So I'd say that my top three, top three people that I like to listen to and follow: Tony Robbins, Simon Sinek, um, and uh, and uh, yeah, Jordan P. Peterson. Awesome, I love him too. Well, hey Brett, that's all we've got time for today. Just before I leave you to it, is there anything I forgot? Anything I should have asked but didn't? Anything you want to finish up with? I, obviously we've not missed anything i mean this is the key thing with this is that this is not like a start stop thing it's like mm. right i've listened to the podcast off i go you know you can't just buy the book and like, i've got the book now i'm done this is something that you keep working at like i i i'm, I'm only good at sales because i kind of never say i'm that good at sales <laughs> like, i have to keep learning and you keep refreshing and you can get this process like nailed like this process like damn that's a good process and it doesn't work you know it doesn't work every time because people are people so if you're going through dry spells, like try and work out 
where the failure point is. Maybe it's you, you know, sometimes we're the weak point, you know, you may have a great process, but if your head's so in the process and you're not listening, it can be a key thing. So I'd say keep it simple. You know, sales will happen. I'm all about organic growth. You know, I don't push stuff crazily. You know, I don't advertise all over the place. You know, this, this, in terms of mentoring and working with PTs, I've got vacancies in my studio at the moment. So if you're in the UK and you want to come and work for me, I'm doing an apprentice program at the moment. You get paid for the time you work and um, I'm happy to mentor you as part of that process. I am looking to do an online thing in the future, but really I want to be at the stage where people are knocking on my door and saying, look, Brett, I need your advice, man. I need your help. Okay, I'll help you out. You don't want to go out there and say, I am the guru of you know, selling. That's not what I'm about. You know? So when people are asking me for stuff, they say, Brett, I really could use some help. Can we have a chat over the phone? Yeah, we'll have a chat. But um, at the moment, it's, it's not something that I'm going to go and be declaring to the world. But yeah, I mean, if you want any advice and you're interested, you know, come and, come and give me a shout, hook me up. But um, yeah, I would say just keep trying to work on things as you progress. You know, it's, it's an ongoing process. And I think the fitness industry has got to be a lifelong passion. I don't think it's, it's a job. It's a calling. It's something you go into. It's something I'm passionate about. And um, yeah, I think, I think it's the best job in the world. I love it. I think it's great. I agree with you there. And I'm just, I'm just going to confirm, Brett. So if someone does want to follow you or does want to reach out, the best place is via Facebook with the Train with Brett Facebook page? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I put a lot of my information out on Facebook. I'm going to be honest. I, I know I'm not as into social media as I should be. Like, I've never really jumped on, like, the Instagram bandwagon. I've, I've put a few posts up. But it's never really been something that I've thrown myself into. And I think, like I've said already, I'm more about kind of the here, like stuff I've got here and face-to-face and people and stuff. But it's something I definitely want to push into. And uh, yeah, but Facebook is definitely the first place to find me. I, I don't know if the younger generation are um, as into Facebook now. I've got kids at home. I've got four boys and the oldest ones are teenagers and they don't go on Facebook anymore. They're, they're all about Insta and Snapchat. So I don't know how long Facebook's got left as being the, the, the forerunner in social media. But yeah, everything I do is on, is on Facebook. So Train With Brett is my, is my Facebook uh, page. And I normally put stuff about there. And, but it's, it's obviously from the client side. You know, it's not business so to speak. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, Brett, I know you're a busy man, so I'll leave you to it. Thanks for your time. No, thanks, John. It's been great to speak to you. Thank you to everyone for listening. And uh, yeah, have a, have a great day and have a good luck with your businesses. If you liked the show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your bootcamp, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? Well, check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort so you can focus on what really matters, your clients and their success. Mealsy provides you with a vast library of recipes all created by nutrition professionals. From breakfast to dinner and everything in between, we've got you covered. Whether you want to create a custom meal plan tailored to your client's needs or choose from our selection of ready-made meal plans, Mealsy has the flexibility to accommodate your preferences. So why waste precious time and energy creating meal plans from scratch? Let Mealsy do the heavy lifting for you while you focus on delivering exceptional fitness services. Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealsy. Visit our website at www.mealsy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.